Hey everyone, uh, welcome back and good morning. Well guys, I have some updates here for you. Um, so for the last two weeks or so, um, we've been working on trying to get the new fence line installed. Roughly, I don't know the exact footage, but I think it's between 4,000 and 5,000 linear feet of fencing from back when we had this massive wild, well not even want to say wildfires, another property over started this fire on accident and it ended up burning like 20 or 30,000 acres. And part of that burn was the backside of our property, which um, some big bulldozers came in um, in order to create a fire break around it to flank the fire, basically bulldozed through our fence line. And it stopped the fire, which I'm thankful for because my house is still here. Um, but the aftermath is, well, we cannot put our cattle on the backside of our property no longer because there's no fence line. They basically bulldozed through and it yanked all the fence line out. And, you know, we can't have cattle back there right now. So we've been working on installing a new fence line. Now, the key part to this is being, I've been bulldozing along the fence line in order to make a road. Um, that way we can drive trucks, trailers, and machinery um, along the fence line to start installing about 4,000 to 5,000 linear feet of fence. So, Without me bulldozing, there's no way to put the fence in. It'd be, it's just going to be very time-consuming, very laborious because the terrain goes up, down, all around, um, on slopes. Some places are flat, but most of it's just pretty terrible and a lot of rocks. So the bulldozer is key to making this um, you know, work. So um, for the last two weeks or so, off and on, I've been working on bulldozing. Um, the only time I'm not usually bulldozing is if the bulldozer breaks down and I have to repair it or I have other obligations I'm taking care of along the way with doing something completely different. So I've been keeping the bulldozer running, keeping the repairs going on it to keep it running. Three quarters of it is more than complete as of yet. Um, sorry, not yesterday, but the day before. Um, but three days ago, I actually got the, re the main replacement part that I was waiting for, which is the throttle body shaft seal which basically stops the diesel from leaking out and air from sucking in. Um, so I put that seal on and it's working great. And as of yesterday, I was pretty much able to get 90, 95% of the whole road finished up. I cut into this massive big hill that's all boulders. Um, so that's actually kind of where I, uh, where I ended up stopping. There's only maybe about... Mm, let's say 200 feet of bulldozing to do. I got to finish coming over the crest of this hill, um, flatten that out and take that material that I'm taking from the hill to float across. So I'm almost there. So the bulldozer is holding up. Um, I, put, I purchased brand new fan belts. They're dual fan belts. Um, they've been holding up. Um, but yesterday when I finished uh, bulldozing, I noticed that the belts came, they're stretched out and they're loose. So I need to tighten them up. Um, so I'm hoping that the, the fan belts hold up for me because without the fan belts, it doesn't run the um, water pump for it, for the bulldozer, which means it's going to overheat and get hot, right? So um, I'm just hoping that it holds up for the rest of the job, which I don't have much far, too much farther to go. So um, yeah, that's my game plan is to finish up that little bit. Um, and then I'm going to go right back to the very end and I'm going to start cleaning up with the bulldozer, you know, fine tuning, whatever I need to do. But majority of the biggest work is pretty much done besides what I need to do today. So 
Today is the last day of like big pushing, cutting into rocks and ripping rocks out of the ground with the ripper. So today is pretty much going to be the last day of the, the heaviest work for that machine, which also means that we're pretty much almost done. And now we have a road to drive on. I, I actually took my um, ranch truck driving up and down the road that I made and it's, it's just fine. It works perfect. So pretty happy about that. Now, my um, skidster. Um, I've had a skidster for many years now. Um, I used it on my last project that was doing a really big build out. Um, a lot of you guys um, that have been sticking around with the podcast, you guys already know what that build out was. Um, but I put that machine through a lot of abuse. And, um, you know, towards the end of the project, it got to the point where I couldn't run the machine anymore because there was too many issues. And I was under the crunch time in order to get the project done. So I ended up having to go and rent machines, rent excavators and rent skidsters just towards the very ending of the job to finish everything up. So now that that other bigger job that I've um, that I completed a, a little while ago, my machine's been sitting now for, I don't know, maybe six months, maybe maybe eight months. So I loaded it up onto my trailer and I brought it back out to the ranch. And we have a diesel mechanic that comes and works from us from time to time. Um, he came out just a little while ago and I wanted him to look over the skidster because if I can get the skidster running, then I don't have to rent a machine to help put the fencing in. Because remember, I just bulldozed. The fencing is not even in. The old fence line is ripped out. We have a driveway or road pr pretty much now at this point. But now we need to be able to bring skidsters in the back, excavators or backholes and stuff like that. So having a skidster available will really make the job go really fast. Now, if I had to rent a skidster for seven days a week, it's going to cost me $1,200. So I would rather spend my $1,200 um, on fixing my skidster, right? Because I, I own it and get it fixed. But a lot of the repairs are definitely out of my realm uh, or what I feel comfortable with repairing on. I've fixed this skidster many times over the years. All kinds of problems have come up and I've fixed it, fixed it, fixed it. But the, the problems that I have now are beyond my capabilities or my patience. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Mostly beyond my patience. So um, I just had the uh, diesel mechanic or heavy equipment um, repair guy come out. He's actually a family friend of ours. And that's his business. That's all he does is work on heavy equipments and he does repairs. And, you know, um, that's pretty much what he does. So I pointed out all the issues with the machine um, and he looked it over and he goes, yeah, okay, I see what you're talking about. And he said, okay, well, I, I can get started if you want me to. I said, yeah, get started immediately. I said, if you can get this fixed up for me and it's running again, then I'm top shape and I'm good. Because here's the thing, guys, either I spend the money on a rental, right? And the, the money just goes to the rental company or I spend the money on my own machine to get it fixed finally. And I, if, for, for those of you that were sticking around for a while now, you guys have probably heard me say, this is like, what you know, about six months ago when the machine was breaking down, you know, it definitely needs some TLC, it needs some love, needs some repairs, you know, and this is the time. So it's finally come to the time where I can do that. Um, he charges $60 an hour and um, yeah, I told him go for it. So the, the major issues that I have with the skidster that is going to be addressed as of starting today um, first, the um, hydraulic intercooler. Um, it's a, it looks like a radiator, but it's shrunk. It's really it's way smaller, um, and it holds high pressure um, hydraulic fluid running through it. It actually cools it down. 
um, that's got a, um, a pretty good size leak. As soon as you turn on the machine, it is spraying. I mean, you can go through a gap, like a couple gallons of hydraulic fluid in seconds because it's high pressure and it's shooting it out extremely all over the place. So that's one of the issues. Um, I actually um, had him remove that piece already because that's one of the major leaks. So he actually removed it. He's going to take it home and he's going to clean it all up tonight. Uh, he's going to clean it all up and he's going to see if he can repair the, the leak on that um, intercooler. If he cannot repair the leak on the intercooler, then there's a place in, on the other side of the island that I can take it to. And that's all they do is repair um, radiators and all th that type of stuff. So I can take it to them and then they can go ahead and fix it for me and I can get it back. So it is a fixable part. It just depends. Is it going to be an easier, cheaper fix or is it going to be a more, a little bit longer, more expensive fix, right? So that's kind of where we're at on that. So he removed that part already. So that's off the machine. Now under the cab where you sit down, the, on Skidsters, the cab you're, where you sit, the whole seat, you can lift it up. It folds up and then you can see all the hydraulic pumps and everything under the seat. Um, there's a main drive line that's been leaking for a, for a while, and that one's got a pretty good size leak. It sprays out too, but not as bad as the other one, but it's still spraying out a lot of hydraulic fluid. Um, so I pointed that out to him, and because it's in the underbelly of the machine, there's a lot of grease and dirt and debris from when I was building out that other project I had going on, you know, about six months ago or whatever it was. So I'm going to pressure wash and clean it all out for him. That way he has an easier time working. Because I asked him, I said, I said, I can clean it out for you or, or are you okay with it just being dirty in there? He goes, well, he goes, if you clean it out, then I don't have to charge you for me cleaning it out to try to get in there. Because there's like literally like three or four inches of just caked oil and hydraulic fluid and dirt and just missile, just debris. It's thick, really, really thick. It's like a mat. So I told him I'll clean it out because I have a pressure washer and everything and I've actually cleaned out the machine many times over the years, so I know what to expect, and I know the best way to clean it out at this point. Um, so there's a main drive line that goes to one of the wheels, to the drive motors that, that operate the skidster to go forward, reverse, or turn. Um, so that one's got a major leak, so I need to clean it out for him today. Um, then tomorrow morning, he's going to come back and remove that piece, and he's going to go and have that piece um, made up for me. He's going to take it to a hydraulic place to start matching the hydraulic fittings because they're kind of unique. So they're going to try to find the hydraulic fittings and then find the correct size hosing I'm going to need. And then he's going to come back out and put that piece back in. Also, one of the lifting arm or hydraulic arms on the left side of the machine has been leaking for God for years. Okay, for very, very long time. We've actually fixed it one time and it worked great for a long time, but then it started, it has a pin leak around the seal and that one's also leaking. So if you lift the arm up really high and you're sitting in the cab, what will happen is sometimes it actually just spray right into the cab and soak you with hydraulic fluid. It is no fun. So what I did was, because it was getting worse and worse over time, I put a rag around that, that area and I zip tied it. That way, when it does spray, it's not spraying in my face and all in my hair and everywhere else. At least the rag is catching it. Sure, the rag is dripping with the hydraulic fluid and all that, but at least it's not spraying on me. But I actually have the seal kit for that, and I have the spanner wrench for that as well. So I told him, I said, I showed it to him, and he says, great. So things are going to start getting fixed. So, yeah, first thing is first, intercooler needs to be squared away. He's going to work on that today and tonight, and he's going to let me know by tomorrow 
if he if if he said if he can fix it, he's going to fix it and bring it back already. So that means by tomorrow, if he shows up tomorrow, if he's able to fix it, it's going to be fixed. So that's going to be one leak done. But if he's not able to fix it, um, he's going to give it back to me, and I know where to go to have the other company actually go through it. That's all they specialize in, right? So he's going to try his best to fix it up, braze the the leak, clean everything up, and see what he can do for me. It's definitely the cheaper option for sure for now. Uh, and then um, after I clean everything up today, everything's going to be dried out by tomorrow. Um, then he'll have a chance to remove the drive line, the main drive line, um, get that out of there, and start having that holes fixed up. And then he said, as soon as we're done with those, then we can go to the, the lifting arm, that hydraulic leak, get that one squared away. And then the shifters, um, it's levers, right? So I have foot pedals and I have hand levers to operate the machine. So the hand levers basically, you know, forward, reverse, stop, left, right, to operate, you know, to maneuver the machine. Um, some of the um, adjustments underneath the cab need to be adjusted um, because as of right now, when you stop the machine and you want to just jump out with, with, with it running, you cannot do that. The machine wants to spin around and just wants to do its own thing. Um, so you, every time you want to jump out of the machine, you have to turn it off. So he said he'll work on adjusting all that for me to get it all back to kind of where it needs to be at least. Um, so yeah, we're on the right track of getting the skidster fixed. Now, I do not know what the total price is going to be in the end. All I do know is if it comes out to around, say, $1,200 or even, even if it comes out to $2,000 to fix it, it is still worth it. Because I own the machine, it's going to be fixed and I can continue using it going forward in the future. And we use skidsters all the time to move heavy stuff, to do a lot of just heavy stuff, right? And moving dirt, backblading, fixing driveways and just so forth. So it's, it's definitely worth it to me because if not, I would be spending $1,200 on a rental and the money just going to the rental company and I don't get to keep the machine when it's done, right? So to me, even if I have to spend $2,000 or less, that's worth it. If it goes over $2,000 or more, I mean, it's still okay with me, but at the same time, I want to try to get it done as cheap as possible, obviously, to save money, Right. Um, because at some point, if it's going to cost four thousand or five thousand to fix, well, that's 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 getting crazy, because it is an older machine at this point, and I don't want to be spending that kind of money, you know. So, considering I already have some of the parts to fix some of these issues, basically, I'm just paying for his his labor at this point. Um, yeah, in fact, let's see. Yeah, I'm paying for the labor and the parts. Uh, but mostly labor because I, I have I, I have a good amount of the parts I already purchased like a year or two ago already. So I'm not worried on the parts too much. It's mostly just the labor. And he works pretty quick and he knows what he's doing and he's really efficient. And so like literally he took that, he took it all apart in the back, took that intercooler out within literally 15 minutes. When I was literally trying myself for like two hours the other day. <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he knows the best way to get into the machine and work it because that's all he does for a living. Right. So, um, yeah, so he worked pretty quick to take it off 15 minutes. Let's say it even takes 30 minutes to put it back on. That's no big deal at all. Right. We're looking at what an hour, maybe an hour and a half at $60 an hour. That's not a big deal at all. You know, um, the holes that has to be put together, I'm assuming he can probably take it apart in about two hours. About two hours, he should be able to have it all apart. Um, and the parts to fix that other holes, 
and the fittings is actually not that expensive. It's probably going to come out to maybe 120 bucks for those parts. Um, and then he can just put it back together. So maybe another hour or two to put it back together. And that's complete. And then the lifting arm is actually goes pretty quick because it's exposed. It's on the outside of the machine. So that's going to go really quick. Maybe an hour max on that one. And that'll be done. Right? So as you guys can see, a lot of this stuff is not going to take forever to fix. Um, so the only hang up I would have is that intercooler. If he cannot get that intercooler fixed on his own and I have to take it into a professional shop where they have to like record it or whatever, um, that's where it gets iffy because I don't obviously don't know what that's going to cost me. But still, if we start adding things up, we're still, you know, around $1,200 to $1,500 somewhere in there. So I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, looks like the Skidster is going to live again and um, put some work in for sure because we're literally at this point if i can finish bulldozing today and tomorrow and cleaning everything up we are ready to install fencing we're finally there where we're ready to install fencing so yeah it's just a matter of you know working through your issues and problems and overcoming things i even told him today i said i said i, I give you a lot more respect working on machines because me i have very few I, I don't have patience to work on a machine i get very frustrated very fast you know, because you're in a tight spot and most times you can only do like a half turn on a nut and bolt. It's just very frustrating. And not only that, it's very dirty, very greasy and oily. And, you know, I don't mind getting dirty by any means. I don't mind getting dirty, but I don't do that for a living for a reason. He does. He enjoys that kind of stuff and he's all for it. So, hey, more power to him. So I told him, I said, I give you props, man, because I would be ex extremely frustrated trying to just work on these. Because every time I've ever had to work on the machine... I've been frustrated because I don't have the patience for it because it's really tedious, small things in tight spots. And I just don't have the patience for it. I just stress myself out. So having somebody on your side like this can definitely, um, is definitely worth it. Sure. Could I have fixed it myself? Um, some of it I could fix myself. Sure. But I would be stressed out and just ugh, not loving life at all. So hire the people that are good at what they do and let them do their job. You know, that's the way I feel. So, but yeah, we're looking up, guys. Um, things are doing great. Um, so I'm hoping to update you guys in the next day or so on how the Skidster is coming along and also where we're at on the fencing finally. Um, I'm hoping to have the bulldozer completely done back there in the next day or two here. Um, in fact, as soon as I'm finished with this podcast here, um, I'm actually going to be grabbing my bottle of water, I'm jumping in my work truck, driving to the back of the, the ranch and jumping in the bulldozer, firing it up and keep pushing dirt, keep pushing rocks, start cutting the hills, just keep moving forward. So that's where I'm at right now. So anyway, guys, just want to keep you guys in the loop. And I am videotaping um, some of it here and there. So I'm trying to put all the clips together, trying to keep them as short as possible. Um, so I'll put all that together at the end of the bulldozing. Um, and then I'll go ahead and release that video. And then I'll maybe make another video on the fencing. Uh, then maybe I'll make a video on the Skidster too. We'll see. That way everybody can kind of see what's happening. And maybe any of the things I'm doing, you might be able to pick up some tips and tricks along the way to help your situation, right? So that's all. That's the only reason I share these videos and stuff, guys, and this information is just to help, you know, anyone else. Because I know if I got stuck and I didn't know what to do, I'd be looking everywhere and everywhere to try to find the information I need to accomplish my project, you know? So anything I can do to help myself and help others, hey, I'm all for it. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys on the next one.